What's up? It's Sierra. Hey, it's Ebony. And And welcome welcome to the the Real Play Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Real Play Podcast. I'm Sierra. It's Ebony. Dang it. One more time. Oh, Oh, real quick. I just want to, because I got my dishwasher running. Let me know if you hear anything because I can, because I wasn't even thinking it's pretty far away, but just let me know if you hear anything. I can definitely shut it off. I don't hear it. Okay. All right. Perfect. Do you have any? No. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Real Play Podcast. This is Sierra. Hey guys, it's Ebony. And today we have G. G is a matchmaker and she is here to talk to us about matchmaking. Talk to two single women, women about matchmaking. So G, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you both ladies for having me. I'm always open to talk about matchmaking, dating, romance, you know, uh, cuffing COVID culture, anything. <laughs> Let's, I need to find about this cuffing COVID culture because I don't know anything about it because I'm not getting cuffed. But anyway, that's beside the point. Before um, we get into the real... Um, episode and start asking the questions and find out the information we just wanted to give you a second to kind of let listeners know a little bit about you introduce yourself let them know your background and what got you into matchmaking um basically I was actually single at the time um I just recently turned 50 so you know really proud black don't crack black don't crack (laughs) (laughs) thank you for my mama um and my daddy of both of them but just saying um at the time when I decided to become a matchmaker I was basically transferring skill sets from social services of helping um at-risk youth and parents um create plans to stabilize you know their homes environments um and just kind of looking at safety and risk factors and at the time being single um I actually decided to go back to school I had some free time and started studying sociology. And my professor, um, HBCU, uh, Bowie State, um, really great professor who was just like, you know, maybe study being single, giving everybody different ideas. And I didn't know exactly like how to approach it. And so we kind of flushed it out a little bit and decided at the time, because now I'm like 34, 34-ish, probably going on 35. At the time, I was pretty leery of online platforms. Um, I'm old enough to remember Dear Abby. You, you both probably don't know about I do remember that. Okay, just say <laughs> I that. I remember. So, I mean, I was always been a fan of Dear Abby. I was mm-hmm. the one who was lost in love and mm-hmm. all the rom-coms of the mm-hmm. 80s. Um, so I'm a huge, like, Molly Ringwald fan. I can watch that on a snowy day. I can watch it a mm-hmm. thousand times. When Sex in the City came into play, I was watching all that. I love the voice of Carrie, um, just uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe study myself being single. Mm-hmm. But again, never have considered non-traditional means of meeting men. Right. So doing this sociological project gave me opportunity to do something really different, which was going to an online platform. Um, at the time, it was Black People Meet, which was still mm-hmm. very new again for me. Um, I had only even kind of ventured a little bit into Black Planet. I actually was never on MySpace. I was not, I wasn't that girl and I'm still not. Uh-huh. I don't really do a lot of social media. It's just not my thing. I like meeting people organically. 
I'm a very proud introvert, but um, you know, had my moments of being extroverted, particularly as a Generation X, we created hip hop. So, you know, very proudly, I love my music, I love to dance, but I don't do a lot of engagement online. So I said, Black People Meet, I chose it. And the formula was to figure out how can I get these men to meet me in person? And so we decided to narrow it down and figure out like a timeline and like some benchmarks and what could I do? So it was like a test of 45 days. How many men can I meet in person? Get them out the computer, meet me in person for a date, which I'll you know kind of qualify later. And I ended up meeting 75 men in 45 days. And one of those men are actually now my husband. Oh, nice. So, I love it. You know, I figured in some instances it worked, you know, um, so I was like, you know, let's create a formula. Let's let me just kind of think more about this. Um, and in doing so through my studies and then subsequently deciding to open up my own little small practice in the DC, Maryland and Virginia area, I was actually working with men. Um, I was doing date coaching for men, um, mm -hmm. basically just overhauling their look. You know, there's so many good men out here, so many good black men. But unfortunately, <laughs> I, I won't just say for black women, I'll just say in general, if you don't have any like uh, je ne sais quoi, if you don't have any swag, yes. you know, you're kind of dead at the door. Right, so right. I decided to work with men. Um, actually, I kind of missed one point. I'm a mother of one son. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually an avid lover of black men, you know, had a great father, you know, created a great man now because he's a man now. So I just always been fascinated with black men and so decided to focus on men had quite a few male clients in the DMV area and was, you know, still fairly small, kind of, you know, honing my craft and decided to connect with a larger brand, someone who was some miles ahead of me, connected mm -hmm. with uh, Paul Brunson and his wife, Jill. Mm -hmm. um, one of the greatest experiences of my life is connecting with them. Uh, they were still kind of doing their ground foundation, putting things together. And I collapsed my small firm under theirs. Uh, we decided to grow the firm pretty exponentially across the country of coaches, matchmakers, um, actually some contract clinicians, uh, recruiters, um, and created a formula, a model that we call um, effective dating model that I still utilize today. So Paul and Jill are now considered to still be the founders um, of my company, which I call now the agency. And um, today I'm, you know, 15 years in a happy relationship, uh, three, almost three and a half uh, years married and um, still working with clients, still supporting people towards becoming an effective dater, still loving what I do and staying behind the veil. Uh, most matchmakers are not really known on the street. We can't do a lot of advertising. We can't get a lot of credit. A lot of people don't even want to acknowledge that we exist. Um, and I'm good with that because I think there has to be a certain level of confidentiality to really okay. support um, the elite clientele that I work with. What's interesting is you talked about Paul and I know him because not no, personally, but mm -hmm. through, because I like books and he does a lot with books and productivity. Yes. But in that, I saw that he also does matchmaking. So it's funny that you brought him up. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you unrelated to that is um, I was perusing your Instagram page and I noticed that you call yourself a romantic alchemist. What does that mean? It's a little bit of a magic, I think. I think what's funny is, is that my close friends, um, even my mother, you know, calls me like, you know, you're not as hot as I am. My mother considered herself a firecracker at 82. And she's like, you know, you're not hot like me. Um, your husband has to beg for it and stuff like that. And I'm like, 
Okay, so I'm not a hugger. Pre-COVID, people would know I like to keep my social distance. I don't like to be touched. Don't get in my face. Um, I'm not a hugger. I actually have no idea what to do with adult criers, people who cry around me that are adults. I'm like, <laughs> should I hug you, pick you up? I don't know what I should do with you. Like, maybe I should give you some privacy. So I probably wouldn't be considered the person that a lot of people think has a really big heart around romance and dating, but my husband knows it. My really, really close friends know I have a little, you know, uh, Sasha Fierce, you know, I have a whole other alter ego. Um, and then ultimately, I think there is a little bit of a magic that comes with romance. It's something that's not butterflies, because I don't subscribe to being a Cupid. I'm not a magician. But I actually feel that there's something very unique about romantic love that mm -hmm. is one of the greatest loves that you could ever experience, but it's also one of the hardest loves to find and sustain. So I think there's a lot of magic and mystery that goes into it that kind of draws us all in. Okay. I was just curious <laughs> on that one. So I want to go back to when you said you you did this experiment and you wanted to see how many how many men you can get to meet in person. Uh -huh. So I have learned I I'm not on the dating apps anymore, but when I was earlier last year, I had just got on them right when COVID started, right okay. before COVID started. So I'm like, okay, let me try this. But I noticed they weren't trying to meet. They would maybe send one or two messages and that's pretty much it. And then it would kind of fizzle out. And I'm just like, okay, oh, well, you know, unmatch, whatever. So how did you, what was the magic sauce to get <laughs> 75 people to meet you in person? 75 dates, now qualifying the dates. I mean, I was meeting people at gas stations. Like I roll up in my car, they roll up in their car. I say, hey, I say, hey. Say, hey. Hmm. You say no, <laughs> I say no. <laughs> get back in your car and go about your business. So most of them were like, like probably what would be considered now more meetups. Like we meet quickly kind of get an idea if we have any direct traction and then we decide whether or not we want to continue an actual date. Mm -hmm. But the, the sauce that I found that I continue to tell any of my clients or anyone who just wants to listen to me, it's, it's a numbers game. It's, it's not really a, a deep secret. It's really like what I consider to be the upside down triangle. It's like you have to literally widen and then narrow. You okay. have to almost kiss a whole lot of frogs. I think there's value in frogs as well. Um, because there could be women frogs or men frogs, but ultimately you're not going to always be someone's cup of tea and you're not going to be theirs. So ultimately you just have to date more. And I think what's mm. difficult, particularly for women and the audience that I serve is black women. We were not taught to date, you know, you know, daters are whores, you know, you juggle right. more than one man. Hell, if you sleep with more than one man, you are definitely a whore. <laughs> so we weren't taught that way. So we were dating one man at a time, which actually dating has an air of, yeah, there's a little bit of juggling. The Steve Harvey concept is really not new, but I love when he put it out there about, you know, to think like a man, act like a lady, like men date, women right. should date. So ultimately, just because they don't turn out to be the one, who cares? Ultimately, the great thing is, is the experience. I learned that dating can be fun. I learned that I liked a whole lot of guys. I just couldn't be with them. Or they couldn't be with me, but I met a lot of really great men of great value to my life. And ultimately, the secret sauce is just widening that net. Somebody piques your interest, go out with them. Someone doesn't pique your interest, still go out with them. Go out with everyone. Okay. Just keep going out. 
see. I said that was one of my questions because I found myself, um, so I'm not on any dating apps anymore like Sierra. Um, one, because I felt like there was not a lot of quality guys on these apps. Right. Um, second thing is uh, a little opposite of Sierra. They almost want to meet up too quickly. Like, hey, how you doing? Let's meet up. I mean, you ain't even, can I, can you get my name? Can, <laughs> can I get some information about you? It was a little scary for me. Um, and then um, also, I felt like I wasn't, it, there was just no interest there, uh, not enough information for me to be interested. And so I'm like, mm, do I really want to go out? If it got to the point where we maybe chatted a little bit, I still wasn't that interested, I would possibly still go out on the date, but I'm trying to find a balance where I actually like a guy and I go on a date. Well, the, the first thing I would say though, then Ebony, um, uh, and Sierra is that what is your what's your goal a lot of people just assume that everyone has the same goal so if your goal is not to necessarily just find one person you know so be it mm-hmm. um date multiple people have different interactions have some fun you don't necessarily obviously have to have sex with every one of them that's kind of like the the thing that kind of plagues a lot of women is that if you're dating multiple men, that the presumption is, is that you're going to sleep with all of them. And that's just not true. Um, but everyone has different dating goals. And there are quite a few men, um, as you said, Ebony, that they will come out and they'll meet you. And maybe sometimes it feels too fast, but you can really control the pace. It is really, truly a dating world for women. It's a woman's dating world, contrary to what people think. The women are really leading dating today and on the apps or sites, to your point about the quality of men, I just always tell people, just like myself, I have a sample of what exists. Because there's plenty of good men, plenty of good black men. They're out there, they're on the sites, the apps, they're on the street, they're in a the grocery store, but they're a sample of what exists. Wow. That's... So, <laughs> you know, being that it's COVID, so me and Sierra aren't on any dating apps. Most of the time we spend at home. Uh, as far as some recommendations for women who are just in the same space, do you say, go back, give dating apps a try, uh, try to get out your house a little bit more, you know, I know there is like Instacart and, you know, (laughs) restaurants are closing (laughs) early, but still try to go out a little bit to meet. Uh, Is there like a recommendation on that part or you're just like, do it all? Well, it kind of goes back to just really quickly, I guess, Ebony, because you're speaking, I see are the same. I mean, mm-hmm. what is your dating goal now? Like, and then I can kind of refine to say like in COVID, you know, COVID cuffing culture, it is a little tricky, but what is, what is your dating goal? What is your purpose for dating? So, um, my dating goal is eventually I want to be married. I'm 33 years old and I feel like um, I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot. And that is, would be my end goal in dating. I wouldn't want to just date, just to date. Okay. And then for me, I was a little torn. I do want to date with the intentions of being married, but at the same time, I felt like I've been in relationships that lasted a long time. My last one ended in 2018 and I think I know what I want, but at the same time, I didn't have a lot of dating experiences. One guy I dated my whole entire time at, at, um, in college at Fayetteville State. And then afterwards we were still talking for a couple of years. And then I met my then fiance and then now I'm single. So it's like, I didn't have a lot of dating, but I don't want to just date to just date. I want to get married, but I don't know which one to go with. Okay. 
Um, in COVID cuffing culture, according to what your goal is, a lot of people would probably think like, uh, I'm a traditionalist, like I'm a traditional matchmaker. I actually still introduce a man uh, and I do, you know, um, opposite sex, heterosexual, because there's matchmakers that for same sex is matchmakers for the Jewish culture and matchmakers for different ethnicities. So just saying I am a heterosexual predominantly, um, I would say mid to late thirties, mid forties matchmaker. Uh, mostly women are my clients, but I do serve men as well. But what I would say is, is that as a traditionalist, I still encourage people to date online. Because it's, oh. dating effectively means to date comprehensively. It's one aspect of dating effectively. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, turning over every rock of sorts, like, like leaving no rock unturned. So in today's culture, particularly with COVID, it is actually um, also about safety, like right. meeting people in person. If you're one of those people who, there's lots of people who like are doing nothing. Like you said, the Insta 